Hey everybody, and welcome to another podcast. My name is Lyotis, and welcome to Lyotis' Lounge. And today, I just want to tell you guys that I'm going to be breaking this episode up into multiple segments. So we're going to try that out, see how that works. But it's just me today, and we're going to talk about some video game stuff going on. So, it seems like Netflix is picking up Minecraft Story Mode. It's now going to be available. So it's that little point-and-click episodic adventure series that Telltale Games uh, has been working on. And it looks like the first three episodes are available now, with two more episodes coming on December 5th, supposedly. So if you're into that kind of thing, be sure to check it out on Netflix. So, but other than that, I mean, I'm not a big Minecraft person, but I know my son is, and he'll probably take a listen to that. Well, not listen, I'll probably end up watching that. But also, in relevant gaming news, Nintendo has ended their revenue sharing program for YouTube, which essentially what that means is anytime someone creates content with Nintendo products, I guess, or anything that Nintendo owns, Nintendo takes a 30% cut of any ad revenues. Uh, Nintendo has stopped that. So good news to anybody who wants to show anything Nintendo related on YouTube. Uh, You now will get full money from that versus having to send some to Nintendo. I kind of see why they've done it, but at the same time, you know, this person already bought the game and it's not like they're saying they own it. I mean, you're getting ad, you know, advertisements, someone's playing the game. Can't tell you how many games that I have played because I saw someone on YouTube playing it. But that's just my opinion on it. So I really don't have much else to talk about in the world of gaming. Uh, I did just pick up Forza Horizon 4, and I have been enjoying that game a lot. Uh, Forza 7 is still pretty pretty okay to me. Um, it's, it's a good racing game. It's what I got to deal with right now. And anything you hear in the background today, guys, I do apologize. I am currently washing clothes. Um, so if you do hear that in the background, I do apologize for the background noise. But other than that, guys, um, that will be the end of this segment for the gaming part. So uh, if you have any questions, comments about this, be sure to let me know. Tell me what you think about this uh, Telltale series on Netflix. Are you going to watch it? Do you know someone that will? And uh, how do you feel about Nintendo now giving you are now not taking 30 percent of people's ad revenues on youtube do you agree with them that they should cancel are you glad that they did or do you think that they should have continued to take that money let me know down in the comments so now i want to get into one of my favorite things motorsport racing um i'm really big into formula one rally racing uh and (laughs) really that's about it I'm really not into NASCAR, not much of anything else like that. So in motorsport news that I've gathered, not really super big, but Lewis Hamilton suffered a small crash while riding his superbike on Saturday. He was doing a track day, and uh, he just went off the track a little bit. He was riding his Yamaha YZFR1, but he's okay. He made He walked off, walked it off pretty much. So, if any of you guys are Mercedes fans, which I'm not a big Mercedes fan, they're my second favorite team, right behind Red Bull Racing, your driver got in a small accident, he's okay. So, that's all that I can really find about that. And if you don't know who Lewis Hamilton is, by the way, the people who are on this side of the pond don't really, you know, watch Formula One a lot or know much about it. He is a five-time Formula One champion, and uh, if I'm not mistaken... He won this year too, had the most points. He's, uh, you know, he's top of, you know, top of the food chain over there in Formula One. But we will see next year. I think Max from Red Bull Racing might be able to pull it off next year. We will see. Uh, and I will be giving everybody a rundown of who is the drivers for each team going into next year. There's a couple of changes, so be looking forward to that. But other other than that, don't really have any other motorsport news to share with you guys today. Just to let you guys know, the next segment you are about to hear is with me and Mr. Fox. It was our car talk of the day, 
Now, it is a little butchered right now due to we were having technical difficulties while recording halfway through. I had to run and go do something. So there might be a couple of parts that don't really sound great or make sense. So I do apologize about that. But other than that, guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy the car the car talk with me and Mr. Fox. Well, Wes, I got Mr. Fox with me. How you doing today, buddy? Good. How you doing? Ah, uh, you know, I'm doing just fine. I'm a bit tired, running a little bit behind on everything else. But other than that, I'm good. So let's jump right into this segment with some car news. But before you start, Mr. Fox, I got something I just found out. Okay. What's that? So, uh, breaking news as of today, a 2019 Chevy Silverado breaks down in the middle of a Detroit Red Wings marketing stunt. So, you know, after announcing the closure of three North American plants, you know, losing 14,000 jobs, and uh, they discontinued up to, you know, six vehicles. Um, yeah, this marketing stunt apparently went terrible. At Wednesday's night, D- Wednesday night, Detroit Red Wings home game, the 2019 Chevy Silverado Trail boss broke down on the ice. So that was pretty funny, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a brand new truck trying to, you know, do some marketing for it, whatever, just breaks down like that. That is absolutely ridiculous. I cannot believe that happened. I figured you would get a <laughs> enjoy out of that. Yeah, wow. That You know what? That sends a clear message to a lot of people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to step away from my, my microphone real quick to help blow my nose. Hang on. Okay. <clears throat> okay, I am sorry about that, guys. So, today, me and Mr. Fox, we talked today about what we want to do. And we are going... We have a list of cars that we got, SUVs, crossovers. So let's jump right into it. These are the categories, best looking, SUV crossover, best off-roading, best for city, best in performance, and best overall. And we also have up to three of our most hated. Now, all of these best ones are going to be relevant, like new SUVs. They're not going to be like no 1989 Land Cruiser, you know, so just, you know, letting you guys know. So let me go ahead and figure out what you think is the best-looking SUV or crossover, Mr. Fox. The absolute best-looking, in my opinion, that award would have to go to the all-new Lexus RX 350. Okay. And why is that? What, what do you like about that car? The front, the front end is just so snazzy, what they've done to it. And I love those cat-eye headlights. The floating roof, which I know who they got that from, Nissan, but they pull it off very good, and the interior is absolutely impeccable. Good-looking surfaces, soft to the touch. I mean, it looks like a living room. Well, that is, um, that's, I mean, you know, you sure know you a lot about, uh, about Toyota, so, I mean, I can't, uh. Can't argue with that. Okay, well, mine is a bit different than that. Um, my choice for the best-looking crossover SUV is a 2019 Jaguar F-Pace SVR. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I saw this car, and I'm like, it just, to me, I just like the look of it. It's not really that practical. It's a, It's fast. Oh my goodness, is it fast? But that's not even, you know, why I like it. I just like the overall look of it. I like the sporty look to it. You know, it looks like it will get you from point A to point B ridiculously fast. I like, you know, that big in-your-face front bumper. You know, it just lets you know. So that is my personal opinion. The inside looks nice. And, you know, with Jaguar, you got the performance. And, you know, the inside, it's going to be, I mean, it's Jaguar. Come on. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're looking at forty-five plus thousand dollars for this car, but it's well worth your money. I I personally think that's just me though. So, but um, yeah. let's move on to the next category. What do you think is the best off-roading SUV or crossover you can buy for your money? The absolute best one, in my opinion, for the money, 
That award goes to Subaru Forester. Okay. That's Forester. Symmetrical all-wheel drive system is an absolute godsend. Mm-hmm. The engine, hard to beat. And mm-hmm. just and I've seen this thing climb over rocks and boulders. It is ridiculous. And the it, it's amazing what they've done with that all-wheel drive system. You, you don't overall. think that it, it it sits too low? I think it sits low. You think so? Even with the uh, – they gave it a little bit more height clearance this time. But I, I, to, to me, I think it just sits a little bit too low. That, that's just my personal opinion, though. I mean, I, I, I see this car everywhere. I know this car can do what it needs to, but I think it just sits too low to me. That's just my, you know, that's yeah. what I think of. I'm, I'm with you on that. They do need to give it a little bit more clearance. And it's good to slip. You know, next time around, let's bring it up a few more inches. Yeah. And so perfect. Exactly. Exactly. I, I could not agree more. So now mine – it's from your favorite company, Darren. Uh, it is the Toyota 4Runner. I think, in my eyes, that is like the best off-roading car you can buy. You buy one of them, you know, you get the, you know, the premium package, the best one you can get. That car, I look feel like it looks like it can tackle anything. It looks long, it looks narrow, you know, but it also looks wide enough to, to get where it needs to go, but yes. to fit between those trees. I'm surprised you didn't fix you didn't pick that one. Like I figured you would have gone for that one. That one, I was I would I would have ranked it number three. Number three. But what would what would be your number two then? Number two would have been the Subaru Outback. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that uh, that the the Forerunner is excellent off the road. It really is. I've watched that thing as well. It it does good. Yeah. I agree. Be- better off better off road than on the road. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's an off road vehicle hands down so what would you say is the best for sitting you know there's a lot of these you know suv crossovers nowadays that you know they're just made for hauling people around but what do you think is the best overall and why for city best overall for city the mm-hmm. winner of that in my opinion the toyota rav4 hybrid xle trim okay i kind of figured you were going to go with that one and yeah. it is, it's hard to see, you know, not to, I mean, hard not to see why you wouldn't pick that car. MPG, it threw the roof on that car. Yes, it is. And, and, and hybrids shine the most in town. They love stop-and-go traffic. They love idling. It, per, if you live in a big city, that's the perfect vehicle. If you don't need a whole bunch of room, that okay. is great. And for the money. And the feature content's great. But, for the money, uh, it is. It is. I, will admit, I looked at one. Yes. Uh, that that would be my best in city recommendation for an SUV crossover. Okay. Well, mine is a little different. It goes to my favorite Japanese company. It's a Nissan Murano. Okay. Um, okay. It, it's stylish. I feel like it looks like it belongs in any city it's in. I feel like it commands respect just by the look of it. You know, it's it, it's more expensive than the Forerunner. <laughs> you know, it's like what thirty five to forty thousand dollars, if not more. Whereas a four runner you can get for twenty five to thirty, if you know what you're looking at. So, um, but I feel like it looks like a Lexus. It looks like it, it. It costs more than what it does, and like what you get on the inside, I feel like it's the overall package. You know, it's what you need. You know, don't try to. I mean, you could go off roading in this car, but I would highly, highly not recommend it. Right. Um, that that floating roof, you know, looks very nice on that Murano. And, uh, you know, that's just me. You know, I personally, I like that Nissan. I like Nissan a lot. I do not like the direction that they're heading. I do not like the reliability, how low it is right now. But I think that Murano would be a great car for the money. So yeah, that one is nice. I like it. And the paint jobs on it, Nissan yes. paints the thunder out of that crossover. Well, I wish it, they could paint a good transmission and... in their cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that Jackco transmission, which... For those of you that don't know, that stands for Japanese Automatic Transmission Company. If they could get away from that company, that'd be great. They need to make their own transmission, well, and I mean, they'd be a whole lot better off. Nissan makes one hell of a standard transmission. They needed to stick with that. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> they need to stick with that. I'm sorry. Whatever transmission they put in the GTR, they need to put in the Murano, because apparently the GT, though they got in the Murano and other vehicles is not working at all. So it, it's kind of funny. I realized that the Nissan Pathfinder is cheaper than the Nissan Murano, but 
the the car that the Pathfinder is goes up against is a Toyota Highlander, which cost as much as a Murano, but the Nissan Pathfinder costs as much as a RAV4. So it kind of makes no sense why. It seems like Nissan got their monies mixed up a little bit. Right. Just a little bit backwards on the price. It is. It is a tad. So now my favorite category, performance. Now, what did you pick for the best performance SUV? Performance in regards to handling and pure speed. This is going to shock a lot of people. But that's going to have to go to the Edge ST from Ford. You you think the best mon- the best for your money is an Edge ST. I have to hear why it's the Ford Edge ST. Believe it or not, yes, because that thing is snappy. Yes. It's quick. It handles like nobody's business. It's super fun to drive. That, that thing's just crazy. <laughs> it really is. It does look nice. So it does. Yes, and, and it, it, it's a very good performer. But it's not well tested on the road yet. Not a lot of people have that. Right. It is still new to the scene. A lot of people still getting used to it. Well, but that, that thing's like a taller, bigger hot hatch. I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, but isn't that car, it's front-wheel drive until it needs to be all-wheel drive, correct? Correct. See, so it's an ST that can be an RS. RS. It's a Focus uh-huh. ST that can be an RS when need be. So it's kind of like if they put Type S on a CRV. I feel like. That's why I didn't pick it. Now, mine comes from probably my favorite European company, which is the 2018 Audi SQ5. Oh, my. Okay, that's a really good choice. When it comes to performance, I mean, it is hands down, I think. It's not the fastest. I think Mercedes and BMW have a faster SUV. But when it comes to, I feel like, reliability in the long run, when it comes to you know, just the all-wheel drive system, I feel like Audi got to beat, you know? Audi invented that Quattro system back in, like, was it late 70s, early 80s for rally racing, and they still got it going to this day. I mean, they, they know what they're doing with that. I feel like, oh, if, yes. you know, if you can afford the Audi, then you can afford to fix what might go wrong with it. But Audi makes one sweet performance car, one yes. sweet performance SUV. And, I mean, that, you know, that car right there, that's a three point. You know, it's a 3.0 liter, six-cylinder, turbocharged engine. I think it might be super Which will go. Yeah. That um, thing will go. And I have to give a couple nods to Audi. They have really – they've stepped their game up a little bit in reliability. They have. They have. That, yeah, that, that I, I have do, to give it to them. That's that, awesome. That SUV would do 0 to 60 in 5.1 seconds. That yes, is big. With no and, problem. And the aftermarket for that engine is – like unbelievable for what it is. You know what I mean? You can buy that and then you can go APR tune it to make it faster. You know, so I personally that that's my best. That's my best one. So your what is your best overall for everything? And I hope you got some good reasons behind it. For the best overall SUV. I'm talking off roading, performance, looks, city driving. Looking, I think it looks twice, you know, all that. What is your best one and why? Okay, this was a hard one because, you know, there are a lot of midsize SUVs that I Mm -hmm. like. So I had to really concentrate on this one. But I had to edge it forward because it is one of my, it'll always be my baby. But I had to give it to the six-cylinder Toyota Highlander. Okay. And this was not easy for Toyota to pull ahead in this race because there are so many others out there that are okay. just as good as the Highlander. This was tough for me. The V6 one, right? The, v- the V6. So how much horsepower is that have coming out of it? You've got 295 horses coming out of that thing, screaming. Okay. And you got your eight-speed automatic, which is designed by Toyota, but it's built by Ison Warner which Toyota owns 33% of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about that 100% because I'd rather Toyota employees have their hand on that design yep. and put it in mm-hmm. and build it. That's the way I would like it. But I realize nowadays it's getting hard to do the R&D on transmissions. So they just want to go to people that only deal with transmissions to do it. I understand that. I'm just not fully a fan yet. Okay. But it's got a smooth ride. 
Okay. It's qu- it's quiet. It's reliable. Trump it gets t- yes, the space on it is massive. Is that third uh, row seating as well? You can get third row. Yep, third row seating as well. Uh, that thing just goes for miles with not any hesitation. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the fuel economy is not bad for the weight and the size of it and uh, the amount of people you can put in it. And it's also available in a hybrid if you wanted, which is over 300 horsepower. Okay. And that, that was my winner for that category. What is the MSRP on one of those? On the regular V6, you're coming in at about $43,000 starting off. Wow, that is um, – okay, that is – yeah. Okay, well, mine's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> um, mine is the same one I picked for performance. I think the Audi SQ5 would be a great overall car for me, just uh, my what I want in a SUV. It has that. Uh-huh. It has 2.5, two, I'm sorry, 25.1 cubic feet with the back feet up. It has 53.1 if you fold them down. Now, that's a good bit of room, I, I personally feel like. You know, like I said, and it has all the performance you need. It's 349 horsepower, 369 um, pound feet of torque, and it, it comes with an eight speed Triptonic auto with a pair of that quattro all wheel drive, man. I mean, it's. It's right there. The snow comes, you're good. The rain yeah. comes, you're good. If it's dry, you're good. You need to pass somebody, you're going to pass them. You know, it's only seats five, though, so you beat me on room. This car, I mean, it's to me, it's beautiful looking. Yes. It can get you around the city. It's you quiet. You have a lot more power than what you need. But, yes, whenever you just want to drive it, it's quiet. It does what it needs. Now, it comes in starting out $52,000. $52, <laughs> yeah. But... If you can afford that, like if, if I, I mean, that's Corvette money, honestly, be realistic here. That's Corvette money. But like if you could afford that car, you know, like it does everything you need it to do. And compared to its competitors in that price range, like I like the Jaguar. The Jaguar looks great. I think the Jaguar looks better. But I'm sorry, I wouldn't buy the Jaguar because I know it's going to break down before I get home. I would not <laughs> buy the Jaguar. I would buy the Audi. So then you look at that and then compared to, you know, the BMW, the M, Whatever the, the M, the X, you know, SUV, I, it looks, it doesn't look right. And then, like, you know, Mercedes and BMW, they made that one crossover. It looks exactly the same. And it's like, what are they thinking? Why why are they copying each other? And then you have Audi over here like, hey, guys, I'm just, I'm over here. I'm doing my own thing. This is all-wheel drive, not just rear-wheel drive like some of your SUVs. This is all-wheel drive. And, uh, yeah, it uh, it does, you know. I mean, you don't get the best miles per gallon when you floor it. But <laughs> yeah, me, that that's the best for the money. If you have the money, that is the best for your money. If not, if you don't have the money, if you're an average Joe like me, then you got to go with a Forerunner. Not Forerunner. I'm sorry, a Rav Four because it looks great, handles great, hybrid version. Obviously, gets great gas mileage. That would be the one if you don't have a lot of money, which I don't have a lot of money. No, but I, we can all dream about owning. An Audi SQ, SQ5. Yes, and there, so, are, there are a couple Audis. I actually, I wouldn't mind to have a Sunday driver. I wouldn't drive them every day, but there are a few on my list I would like to have. Yeah, they're, they're not to, bad cars. To include one you mentioned, the one you mentioned, I wouldn't mind having that. So now comes to one of our favorite yet most hated parts of this conversation. The car we hate the most. And let me, because I know how many you got. You only got one or two. As far as ones that I don't like, yeah. What's the worst crossover SUV? How many of those you got? Um, I've got quite a few, but I narrowed it down for us. Okay, I got one. There's one SUV out there, and it's not the Pontiac Aztec because I would actually buy that before I'd buy this car. I absolutely despise this car because I rode in one of them, and I hated it. I hated every second of this car. I felt like I was sitting on a board or I was in a church pew. It felt terrible. The ride was terrible. It couldn't. I felt like whenever they tried to turn it, I wasn't even driving the car and it was going to break down on me. It was an O2 Jeep Liberty. I absolutely hate that entire line. The newer ones don't look as bad, but the old ones, the O2 to like O12, whatever. I don't know why that body style looked like those little stupid round headlights. Mm -hmm. They're ugly. They are ugly. I don't know why anyone ever buy that car. You sit up tall. Like, it just sits up so high. 
that you feel like you're going to roll over going straight down the road. They're uncomfortable. Like I said, the seats felt like church pews, which aren't that comfortable after so long. So I, I don't I don't see it. We see so many around here where we live. I think it's stupid. I think they're ugly cars. They're they don't they're not reliable. Mm-hmm. Terrible cars. So that's that's my most hated <laughs> SUV. There I would buy any other SUV before I would buy that. I mean in a heartbeat. I would if someone gave that car to me, I would literally drive it into the river. <laughs> <laughs> If it makes it from where it was given to me at to yeah. the river. Like, it's just like, and like you sit in the driver's seat of these cars, uh-huh. and like the steering wheel is this ugly looking, like four prong thing. Like, why why does my steering wheel look like this? And then like, you got to like reach your hand down really far to get to the gear shifter. And then you like, got to like drag it back into drive. And it sounds like someone's rubbing sandpaper on top of other sandpaper. And it just like the look of it. And for some odd reason, the base model of uh-huh. this car comes with all like the extra fog lights and everything else. Like the premium model, it's like, oh, this is a premium model. You know what we should do? We should take away all these extra features. We should take away the fog lights. We should take away these extra, you know, country running lights and, and the little bull bar. We should take all that away, the premium features. But if you buy the base model, we'll throw in all these extra stuff that, you know, people are going to put on it anyways. Makes zero sense to me. Like it's like everything was just backwards for them on that particular model, and the newer ones don't look much better. Are they just? I hope did they discontinue that car? Didn't they discontinue the Liberty? They did. I do think it's gone now. Finally, good, good Fiat. You did something right. Good job. So finally, I'm done. I'm done with my rant on that. <laughs> what is what is your most hated SUV? Okay, my most hated now. It's still around, but barely. My most hate, and this one kind of, it edged out in front of my other most hated. But I cannot stand, and it's hanging on by life support for some reason, the Dodge Journey. I absolutely cannot stand that crossover. Hey, for Ryan never to change his oil <laughs> or to do anything, his Dodge Journey lasted a long time time yeah it did because he only changed the oil once every two years i don't think he changed the oil the entire time he had it (laughs) but what was real stupid about it is like the gear shifter like it was angled down it was like angled forward down like i don't what like hey let me put in drive let me pull it up it's like are you sure you want to drive me are you sure (laughs) yeah so go into more detail why you hate oh well it's a dodge and it's a chrysler product and mm-hmm. I cannot stand Chrysler's engineering. I don't like them. I don't like their logo. I don't like them, period. This thing was a piece of trash, and it was the worst scoring SUV in America. The interior was drab. For the amount of money you spend, the interior was horrible. There were a bunch of misalignments everywhere in with the interior. The seats were horrible. It, it was just awful. Not, no, not worth the money at all. Well, Ryan was giving them and, for free, so <laughs> and I was free, and I'm glad he finally got rid of that. I think did he get like an Avalon or something? Is that what I heard? No, no, he was supposed to buy an Avalon. You're gonna hate him even more for what he bought. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, he bought like one of the worst. Like literally, my Focus has more room than his car, uh-huh. and it's a Jeep product. 2012. I think it's a 2012 Jeep Patriot, if I'm not mistaken. No. It is ugly. It's not even like the special rally edition that has, you know, like the cool looking designs on it. It's like the base model. And um it's it's terrible. Like I'm like, dude, you should have just bought a hatchback. Yeah. Oh hatchbacks looks ugly. I'm like, dude, you're driving a hatchback <laughs> designed like you know, mixed yeah. with a freaking SUV. You know, it's a crossover. Yeah, it's an ugly crossover. It's crossed over between ugly and unreliable. And ugly and unreliable. Yeah. And I, oh, I, I love Ryan to death. That's my boy. Uh, I, wow. I can't. I'm the, the best car guy. <laughs> he, has, he knows nothing about cars. I can't believe he went back to Fiat. Well, to him, you know, uh, I, he doesn't know who all owns his company. Did I tell you whenever me and my girlfriend were looking at the cars, the car guy's like, well, if I can't get you approved for this used 
uh, RAV4, I can go put you in a brand new Jeep Compass over there. Da, da, da. I'm like, listen, I'm going to be honest. If I, you don't give me proof of this car, I don't even want to go look at them. I'm like, I absolutely despise Fiat, and I'm not going to get in any of those cars. I don't care how best-selling you think they are. They got rated the worst reliable brand, number eight on the worst reliable brands, at, right after Dodge, who's all the same company. I'm like, so no thank you. And he never called us back. I think it might be because he didn't like that I called him out. I hate when people try to tell me, oh, you know, this is such a good car. No, no, it's not. It is not. Due to it, I get it. It's you pick and choose. There are some that are great. There are some that are crappy. But yes. whenever the majority of them are crappy, you don't buy it. And honestly, whenever your brand is worse than General Motors, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. a problem. When General Motors recalls more of their vehicles and they're still more reliable than you, then you have an issue here, which I'm confused of why Volvo is on that list. I have, like, whenever you show me that list, Acura even made the list. And that's very confusing that Acura and Volvo, two very well-known companies, you know, are on that list. At least, you know, the Volvo, if you break down while driving, you're going to survive whatever crash happens afterwards. Oh, yeah, you'll make, you, you will make it home. <laughs> if you get hit by an army tank and a semi, you're going home. Yeah. <laughs> no scratches well, on you. Exactly. Exactly. That that cannot be more true with, as, as like safety, as like, you know, the safety features in those cars. And Volvo, so, Volvo they, when, when they let that Chinese company take them over, uh, it's an S word that I can't pronounce. That's when they really went down the tubes. Now, when we were kids, it was hard to beat a Volvo. It is. If you, Have you seen the, I'm trying to think of it. Um, it's like the S80, I think, maybe, the new Volvo. It's really big, but the taillights look really, really funny to me. They're like super far spaced out, and it, it looks like they're kind of like looking off in different directions. Different directions, but, yeah. Yeah, the front end looks beautiful, but it's like you get to the back, and it's like, did you just stop designing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they gave up on gave up on it. Yeah, and like, they yeah. they uh the handling they they do handle great because it's a stiff ride that they have. They tighten those mm-hmm. springs up. Good handling car, but that's that's about it. That and the safety <laughs> mm-hmm. and a decent interior. That's about where Volvo ends. Yeah, Volvo's interior is you know very very well. So, what is one of your other most hated SUVs out there? Dodge Durango. How did I know this one was coming? <laughs> is, it, is it just a bunch of Dodges? Quite, quite, quite a few. Quite a few. Mm. <laughs> okay. So um, describe the Durango for me. Like what? All of the models, or all just of some them. of the models? All of them. I, I can give them some credit on a few tank things, but the dislikes outweigh the likes. One hundred percent. So what? What? What is one thing you like about the Durango? One thing I can say I like about it, it's very quiet on the inside. Well, yeah, because it's not running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... and, and, and when you're on your way to the mechanics bay or trying to get off the, the dealership parking lot after you've paid for it, it rides very well okay. until you hit that first stoplight. <laughs> and uh, the feature content is great. Those are the things I can yeah. say are good about it. But... well. They need to put those little side sensing lights on them. Not lights on them. The um, blind spot assist. Because I told you we were almost going to hit by one earlier this year, didn't I? By Durango. Yeah. I was driving. It was like, oh, Beats Audio. Well, you know what? You need, like, blind spot assist because you almost ran me off the road. Like, you know, like, look in your blind spot. I mean, it's a pretty big blind spot. I mean, they're roomy. They're huge. Oh, my goodness. Like, it's made yes. for Americans. Like, it's made for real big Americans, like yeah. big Americans, because that car is huge. And it's got that what, great big hawking V8 in it. Well, yeah, what do you think about the performance edition? What is it, the Hellcat edition, the SRT edition, world's fastest SUV? Yeah, I think, I, it, I think it kicks out over 700 horsepower. It does. 707, I believe. That's, wow, that's, that's moving it for something that big and heavy. But to get to that top speed, you do realize that the Audi, excuse me, the Audi that I was talking about, if I'm not mistaken, goes to zero to 60 faster than that one. Yes. Okay. Because, like, that one's heavy. It's so big. Like, it has a higher top speed. And that's what people don't get. They see the, the world's fastest, the world's quickest. Right. But it's Can we not, get there? 
Can we yeah, get like there? Getting to that, like it sounds nice. There's one up by my work, not not the next door, not the manager next door. There's another one. It's black and it sounds mean. It sounds aggressive. It sounds like it's going to rip the road apart. And the guy drives it like he knows what he has because he does. He knows exactly what he has. But I want to see that guy and the other guy in the M5 race one day because I guarantee you that M5 who has 500 horsepower is going to demolish that SUV. Um, I mean, I feel like my focus would demolish the Durango and it's, you know, base model only because like, I feel like I can reach my top speed faster than he can. And you have a six speed automatic that actually works. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But I mean, he drives that car. I mean, he'll get it around some turns. Like he'll, Put on that gas and he'll slide it a little bit. So his kids must be enjoying it. Because I mean, why else would you buy you know third row seating Hellcat? Essentially, that's all it is. Third row seating Hellcat. Right. And so, then let's see my number three. Mm-hmm. Jeep Grand Cherokee. Oh, the best selling and most rewarded SUV. That we got a fish tank today and I had to help set it up. So uh, continue with oh, the right. um, Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded. SUV out there. Like, what is up with that? Best selling. Well, yeah. Uh, it's just lousy. The way it's made, it's made to fall apart. That thing is just a joke. Uh, I know you can get one super performance, 707 horsepower, but the transmission is garbage. It has software issues. Mm-hmm. It, aren't, aren't those prone? Aren't Fiat's prone right now to uh, go into park while driving? They will bad mm. shift cable in the gearbox and faulty mm-hmm. computers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and 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 where it's made can't deal with it. Nope. <laughs> and JD Power, they just rank them because they're paid by these people, and they go for only what looks good. They don't look yeah. at they don't look at the real dependability. Real practicality. So I, yeah. that that's another reason I can't stand the Grand Cherokee is because of JD Power as well. Yeah, I feel like JD Power. I'll, I never see them on Japanese commercials. But another thing you don't really see on Japanese commercials is we got this award, we got that award. You don't see that a lot. I feel like Chevy and uh, Jeep rely on those. It's like, yeah, you know, we're the most awarded by JD Power and Associates. We're the most awarded by J.D. Power and Associates. While, you know, Acura, have you seen the new commercial? It's like, you know, the season of performance, Acura. Like, yes, I like that. You know, Subaru has, you know, Subaru Love Event. You know, share the love event. That is, mm-hmm. you know, phenomenal marketing right there. Nissan, you know, when Star Wars was coming out, they had all those marketing events. Not once did they talk about we're awarded here, we're awarded there. It's just, yeah, you know. This is what we got, and we're we're marketing with this, and this is why. This is how we're going to sell our vehicles, not by what a bunch of people who all drive Chevys for free and, you know, American cars for free get to do. So, I mean, maybe the people will eventually realize, you know, these aren't bad car brands. They're just not reliable. They're not what right. your granddad and your grandfather used to drive. These are what they are currently. These are, you know, cheaply made, overpriced like mm-hmm. little tyke, what's a little buggy called? Like little tyke machines. Like they're just a bunch of power wheels that you're paying over, you know, so much money for for no apparent reason. Whatever you you could go out and save money. I know Chrysler, Fiat Capital will finance anybody for a Chrysler 200, but that doesn't mean you should go get one. Exactly. It, it, it doesn't mean the reason I didn't get approved for a Toyota Rav4 is only because of. You know, my credit, but I got approved for the next best thing I could get, which was a Ford Focus. That's a very reliable, a very good, dependable car. Yes, it got a recall on it, but only very few were affected. You know, you see a lot more of these cars on the road, but I'm so glad. You, you remember from like 2012 to 2016, everybody had a 200? They were everybody. Everywhere. Yes, they were. And now you hardly ever see them anymore. Yeah. Because they're yeah. all in loaner cars, they're all in Hyundai's uh-huh. or Kia. Like th- those are the cars to go for right now. Yeah. Go for a Hyundai or a Kia. 
because they didn't make the car to look the best. They didn't make the car to perform the best. They made the car that's going to be cheap and a car that they can fix for no money. You, Kiat, the Kiat, Kiat, <laughs> Kiat. <that's funny. laughs> I mean, I wish it was Kiat. At least it'd be reliable then. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kia and Hyundai, what people don't get is Kia and Hyundai, they got the best scam going on right now in the business. They made a very good, reliable engine that they're like, we'll serve for 200,000 miles. Okay, come give us your money. So I kind of think people are overpaying for what these cars are. I know they're very cheap. They are very cheap. But you are overpaying because you're not going to have to fix that car. You're paying for that warranty that they know they'll never have to cash in on ever. Right. Because they know what they're doing. They're telling these people, this is a great car, which it is. The Kias and the Hyundais are beautiful cars. They look mm-hmm. nice, but they're not overly extravagant. They're not in your face. They're the the car you, you don't pay attention to while driving. They're the yes. car that you just drive by and you don't think to get. Let me tell you, that Hyundai Elantra... Um, sport turbo one, that's a good car. That That is a good car. The Kia Forte turbo, yeah, it's not really all that great. But, I mean, for what it is, it's it's pretty good. And, and the uh, the Kia van, oh. The S- Sedona. The Sedona, Sedona. yes. Yeah, S- Sedona. People people don't understand. Highly, like, highly reliable. Stiff ride, ex- stiff ride, but it will not break down on you. It, yes, it will not break down. And there's so much leg room in that car. There's so many features in that car that people don't, the Kia Optima, yes. um, what's that? What's the turbo one called? I think it's Kia Optima Sport or whatever. The SX. That car, SX. Yes, that car will go. Yes, it, it will. will. get up and go. And you can get it for like, what, $32,000? Yes. and it's, That's it, how much a Golf GTI cost. They do the same. Nowadays, they do the same thing as Toyota for less money sometimes. Exactly. They're an excellent car now. I would be proud to own some Hyundai Kia products. Exactly. This, and our our friend Jack, he bought one. He went yes. from he has one and he loves it. And it's it's easy for him to get around with, doesn't he? He has a wheelchair now, doesn't he? Uh he he does have one, but he never has to use it. But he does have a chair lift on the back in case he needs to put the motorized chair in it. And it doesn't even look way down. I, I drive by there because my mom lives near there. And it doesn't even look way down. It looks like it belongs on there. Yeah. And the people there are always friendly. I mean, look at the Kia commercials. They love they love what they do. And I know they're just trying to be super nice because they're trying to sell stuff. Right. So, I mean, people are just... They're buying the wrong brand at the wrong time. Now is not a time to buy a Fiat. The reason Chrysler went under is because of what they did. And they're mm-hmm. still doing it to this day, people. So as you could tell, my most hated car was a Chrysler. Fiat makes good cars in Europe. They don't care about the cars over here. They don't, they don't need to. You know, they, they don't need to. The only car I think Fiat has that is really good over here, and it's because I drove one, is a Fiat 500 above. That is the best car because they're like, boom, you know, we're going to give America a hot hatch. Even though America doesn't care about hot hatches, we're going to send over this nice little gem of ours. And everything else, forget about it. Don't even worry about it. We'll just make it however. We're going to make it in a Chrysler plant that almost went belly under. Just because they redesigned the cars and they look all futuristic doesn't mean they are. They're the same underneath. The exact same. Now, I wish Chrysler would come back. I wish Chrysler would turn it up a notch and just be better like they used to be. Yeah. You know? But all these marketing schemes for what? The Challenger Hellcat, the Demon, they're all this. No one can afford that. That money that you pay for that Demon, go out and buy something else. Save your money and buy a GTR. I think it costs more than a GTR, doesn't it? it How does. much does a Hellcat cost? Oh my God, it's it's way more than the man a demon, yeah, a yeah, demon, whatever. So I mean, it, it's like it's a drag car. It, it's not made for practical purposes. That Hellcat, that demon, sorry, cannot put the power down the road. Yeah, you may have eight hundred, almost eight hundred horsepower, seven hundred horsepower, whatever it is, but you can't put it down on the ground. You're spinning your tire. Whereas you get a GTR. It's all-wheel drive. You're gonna, it's going to take off. I don't care. You put your foot down, you're moving. You're moving. So it's like people are buying this for nostalgia, for the fact that it's Mopar, 
that is this. It's not Mopar no more, people. Mopar died a long time ago. Yes. Mopar is literally just a tourist trap for cars. I mean, I said it. I, I mean, I hate to say it because I like certain old Dodge cars. I love old Dodge darts. Yes, the I original love, darts when they were yes. good with the slant yes. with the slant six engine. Yes, I love I love Cudas. I think a Cuda is one of the greatest muscle cars in history. In history, I would I, if I could, I'd buy one, but I wouldn't trust it nowadays for someone to go fix because the people at Mopar now, only thing they do is they do everything on a computer. That's why the that's why you, when you go in a park and a drive, you turn a dial. This whole thing about Dodge being the greatest towing capacity, da da da, this that and the other. That's exactly why Cummins, Cummings is in a Nissan right now, because Cummings knows we're not going to make money with this company. We need to expand our horizons. That's what they did, and I think it sounds great in a Nissan. The Nissan Titan uh, diesel sounds great, looked great. It's a perfect truck. That Cummings engine is bulletproof. I admit Cummings makes one hell of an engine for a diesel. They really do. But they, the best thing they ever did was market themselves in another company. Everyone thinks they're only in Dodge. But now you can buy a Nissan that is more reliable, more practical, and more worth your money with the same engine that these country boys have been driving around in since they were 16 and their daddy gave them their old truck. Same exact engine, guys. Go out, buy you one. Don't buy a new Dodge with wood on the dash for $60,000. That's the stupidest thing you can possibly do. That is dumb. Why would you want wood on the inside of your car? You need wood in the bed, not in the inside of the cabin. Exactly. So, I mean, I know we kind of jump from SUVs to trucks here, but, I mean, it's just it's the truth. You know, I'm sure you agree with me. You know, we're, we're, we're car guys. We see what is good in the car world and what's bad mm-hmm. in the car world. And right now, fiat is what's bad in the car world for in America. It's bad. You you don't go there. Ford is the only reliable car brand right now. And it's not because I have one. Because I had a General Motors. My car before my General Motors was actually a Ford Escort. I had more Fords than I had anything else. Then I had a Prelude. And then, but um, I had a Buick. Yes, I had a Buick Park Avenue. Great car. Very floaty. Yes. Um, and they actually lasted. They did. Buick, yeah, that B- one. Buick, that one trash. Buick, and uh, and the best Chevy ever was an Oldsmobile. Yes, oh my, my dad gosh. had one. Oh man, Oldsmobile, that would go forever. I had one. I had a Cutlass Sierra '91 model. I'd never had any trouble with, and it it was it was old as the hills. But once in a great while, when it was real cold, it didn't want to start, so I'd have to bump start it. Yeah. But, but other than that, great car, roomy. Yeah. It was. It didn't have any power. It was relatively quiet on the inside for what it was, and but the ride was extra smooth, and it felt it felt solid. When you shut that door, you knew you were secure. You knew you were in that car, and I did, I really look like you. I wish these automakers would go back to what they know they can do. But then they figured out, hey, we can make more money on the comeback, so let's make our cars a little cheaper, less reliable, and they'll come back and give us money to fix them. Yep, and because they're going for the name. Yep. That's all they do now. Let's make them quiet. Let's make them heavy. Let's put an improper gearbox in them with faulty computers. And they have to come back to us when their warranty expires. Mm-hmm. Because we're the only ones that know how to fix it. And then you got Kia over here like, yeah, I mean, we, we will fix it, but we won't need to. You got Toyota. I mean, we will fix it, but we don't need to. Yeah, you got Nissan. Like, we might need to fix it, probably, and we will. You know, and... They need to better themselves. You know, I don't see, from what I've done and the research I've done, which obviously I can't see the books of Chrysler, uh, Fiat Chrysler Capital, whatever it's called. Um, but what I don't get is, like, where they see themselves making money at. Because I, I know people flock there and to buy them. Because that, that um, dealership, they just built a Mitsubishi dealership. They which did. I they sure did. I, I don't see. Once again, isn't Mitsubishi on the like the verge of being kicked out of America? Yes, they are because they they said sales did not improve in the allotted time, so they are almost going to be out of the country. And Fiat is not too far behind them. So what I don't get is people would go there to buy them because they know they'll get approved. Yes. You will get approved if you go 
to buy a Dodge. You will get approved. It may not be the Dodge you want, but that's why they have so many trim levels. I'm sorry. Your all-wheel drive Dodge Charger is not a muscle car. A muscle car is a rear-wheel drive V6 or above car, American-made car. Like the, That like, classifies you as a muscle car, not an all-wheel drive V6 Charger. That's not a muscle car. An all-wheel drive V6 Challenger is not a muscle car. Look up the classification. Unless they've changed it, that's what classifies you as a muscle car. Yeah, look at, gra- look at Grandpa's old Charger and Challenger. Yeah, those were those, those were muscle cars. Were, yeah, those were the original muscle of America. Yep, not this and computerized Fiat, eight-speed, fuel-efficient automatic, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, V six. No, no. Yeah, no all-wheel drive. It has to be rear-wheel drive to be a muscle car. Because if not, all your Charger is trying to be is a legacy. And I promise you that three-point-six legacy will outrun your all-wheel drive. V6 charger because your charger has weight where it doesn't need it. It has room whenever they could use it. You know, that's why your Camry is so spacious. That's why the RAV4 is so spacious. That's why the Supers are so spacious because not one bit of room is unused. They use every bit of room that they possibly can. They make everything nice and neat and they go from there. So that's that's how I see it. And I think that's the truth, people. That is what you need to see and hear about these cars is don't waste your money unless you're getting a performance version of a certain car and you know what you're putting your money into. Don't do it. Just because your daughter wants that nice looking Chrysler 300, don't buy it for her because you're just buying her a money pit. Go out and exactly. buy her a used Nissan S15. So, <laughs> I yeah. mean, those are money pits too. But guess what? It, at least you know she'll have fun. In her car, right, so, and she will, and she'll make it to and from college, exactly. Times. Yeah, while dripping, yeah, let her learn how to drip. <laughs> so, but uh, Mr. Fox, we're running on our fifty-second warning here. Um, we're about to hit the fifty-minute mark, and I will have to cut this conversation off at that time. So, guys, once right. again, thank you for listening to the segment. We kind of veered off topic again, like me and Mr. Fox always do. And I do apologize for stepping away. If you did hear me eating, once again, I'm sorry about that too. I was running very behind. Um, not really super professional of me, but I, I'm, you know, working on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but guys, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for checking out this segment. Mr. Fox, once again, thank you for joining me, like always. Oh, yes. Happy to do it. Love doing this. Well, I'm really glad that you do. And we will definitely, me and him are going to talk outside of, the podcast about what we can and can't do and what we should talk about next because i have an idea i'm gonna pitch ooh, excuse me i'm gonna pitch this idea to you um you know through text messages but other than that guys have a nice night whatever time you're listening to this good night good morning um i don't even know what else to say guys but thank you so much for listening please like share if you have any comments any questions please let me know mr fox i'll talk to you later sir all right talk to you later good to be on Thank you. All right. See ya.